0: All right. Well, we got Michael. How do you pronounce the last name? I don't want to mess it up. You get Seto. Seto. Michael Seto out of North Carolina. Yeah. We were just talking before we jumped on the recording. So you met up with Stefan, one of our account managers, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago?
1: Like literally last week. I think we met up last week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool. So yeah. for the listeners, our, we try to encourage our account managers, especially anyone new to get out in the field and meet with inspectors, watch them do an inspection, get coffee. Mm-hmm. And Stefan was nice enough to reach out to you and you were nice enough to give him uh, an hour of your time. And so it sounds like you guys got to shoot and the shit and had a good time chatting. Yeah? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a great time, you know, like COVID uh, with all those Zoom meetings and, you know, having a chance to meet someone <laughs> in person and face to face is definitely definitely a, a uh, uh, icing on the cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for know? sure. And yep.
0: Well, let's go backwards in time here. So, like, what's the current state of things in North Carolina? How's business been? Kind of like, how are you approaching kind of the current environment? And then we'll go we'll go chronologically backwards. Yeah. to COVID and your backstory. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, current market in 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 North Carolina, there, we have two biggest metro c- city, Charlotte and Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raleigh, I, people are saying Raleigh is the the second uh second biggest city in the North Carolina but we are actually the capital of North Carolina um Mm -hmm. but it's growing um I think geographically attracted a lot of people from up north yes uh even from like Seattle uh I have done a lot of uh home inspection for for clients and from Colorado New York Jersey Michigan all over the place they I think they get sick of the cold weather so but they don't want to go to Florida hot so we're right in the middle and um and and we only like two hours away from the beach, two hours away from the mountain. Um, it definitely track, attract a lot of people. Tax rise, property tax are low, yep. super low. I think we, we pay like one or one and a half percent or something like that. Um, I have met up with a lot of uh, um, a client that they move from Jersey. They're like, how much is the property tax down here? I'm like, maybe about <laughs> two grand. They're like, two grand a month? I was like, no, two grand a year. Um, <laughs> and they were paying like ten, twenty dollars yes. $20,000 yeah. property tax. It's crazy. Um, and so they, 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 I just met up with a, talk to a client. They're like, yeah, this is my first time home buyer. And we're from Jersey and there's no way we can afford a house. And we have to rent pretty much everybody in Jersey or everybody in New York. They, uh, they're rent for life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they come down here. I'm actually doing their inspection next week. They have a bunch of questions and stuff. Um, um, so yeah, they definitely attract a lot of people. We have a lot of new construction. Um, the city is growing. I've been in the city in Raleigh for over 20 years and I've seen the change. Uh, downtown, you go in there. Um, um, now it's all high rise, like 40 story high, um, that kind of thing. So, So it's definitely growing for
0: sure. That's great. Maturing as a city, it, it's, I see it on the lists of like top places to move. And so it's like, I know you guys are just booming. So that's great to hear um, kind of what Denver went through over the last 10, 15 years yep. as well. Just like a certain yep, yep. boom and growth because people are moving here. Um, so how many inspectors on the team? Um, currently- so I have
1: two full-time mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then I just brought on another, well, actually I'm sorry, three full-time and I just brought on another part-time that's uh, home inspector. So that's yeah.
0: so great because I know some yeah. pockets of the country are contracting, some are expanding, and so it's uh mm-hmm. it's great to hear. Um, is the sentiment yep. like is prices going up? People still bidding on houses like multiple offers kind of situations. I think
1: compared to 2020, 2021 cooled now it's not. Yeah, it's it's cooled down definitely. Um, I think the buyer have more options. And they don't have to decide on going under contract within 24 48 hours right. um at that I, I remember 2020 and 2021 that i have to make myself available like instantly Instant. uh seven day yeah seven day closing <laughs> 14 day closing was sure. a norm and and when you have a seven day closing that means you have to be there the next day after they go under contract right um and and you know you have to provide them with the report Turnaround time is the key. And that's how you can get business. I mean, if you tell people that you booked out a week or two, there's no way you can get business. Um, Right now, it's not that crazy. But there are still, you know, a lot of houses have uh, multiple offers. um, uh, But buyer can shop around, they can have chances to negotiate. Um, I think it's healthy for the market, um,
0: uh, for sure. That was gonna be my next question of kind of how you see mm-hmm. next year playing out and your level mm-hmm. of concern or worry with mortgage rates, you know, being seven and a half percent, kind of what what's on everyone's minds.
1: Yeah, I think like uh, a lot of people are gonna go into the new construction. I think there are a lot of uh, new built. Uh, they they buy down rates, they are, you know, giving out incentive to attract buyer because builder, they don't want the house to sit on on the lot and like you know without a buyer for a long time sure. they rather trying to push it out um i mean in our area i talked to some of the agent that they are still auctioning like you know you they will have like a a a um a um, a house for sale mm-hmm. and then they will they will have like six buyer they literally do a will of fortune and see who's going to get it Um, (laughs) that kind of they literally yeah yeah, agents show me they have an app that they have just a will and whoever spins it right that's yours (laughs) wow so so there are definitely yeah definitely the market is still there um and then they they kind of give out those buy down rate and you know i think a lot of mortgage lender have a lot of tricks up in their sleeves and (laughs) and kind of like you know um attracting buyer so, I think new construction in our area it's it's pretty attractive right now.
0: Do you how do you market like to new construction cuz some inspectors don't know how to break into that or don't know how to get like is it still marketing to the agents but telling them, "Hey, if you have a buyer that's buying new construction, I can still do the inspection" or like how do you how do you think about marketing for new construction versus existing? So hometown? So most of
1: my business coming from uh, real estate agent i would say like 80 80% mm-hmm. um other is word of mouth um i have a lot of word of mouth uh, um client that i have done maybe their neighbor maybe their friends and family mm-hmm. um they all buying new construction they they you know uh contact me to do home inspections i would say like my home ins- uh, new construction and pre-sale or resale home uh inspection they're about 50 50. I do, we do quite a bit wow. uh, of uh, new construction. That's great. And they are like probably in the same neighborhood. Sometimes they tell us like, yeah, this is the address. I was like, I have done 10 of them the last six months uh, in that neighborhood. Wow. Um, that kind of thing. So.
0: That's great to hear. Um, Cause not mm-hmm. every area is fortunate enough to have new builds popping up like that. Some, some cities mm-hmm. that's like non-existent. So. That's great to get you through these times where there's more new builds maybe than existing homes, possibly even selling. Um, Yeah, of course. Okay, so let's 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 slide back into COVID and post COVID. (laughs) It sounds like it was it was largely a great boom time for you. No, like how did you? Yeah, take us back to like what where you were at in the business around COVID, and then kind of what happened shortly after.
1: So I started the home inspection uh doing home inspection back in twenty eighteen. Okay. So I got my license. I got my license and I worked for a company, a franchise, local franchise, that for about two years. Um I I grew up in Hong Kong. So you know having my own business, it's always uh my dream. Mm-hmm. And and I was in a restaurant industry for a long time since I was like 21. Mm-hmm. So I was in, in the restaurant industry, I want to say about 15 years. So my goal is always open up my restaurant. But as time goes on, the more information you get, the more precision that I have. I was was a bartender, you know, server and manager. And I just don't see myself owning a restaurant. It's just a lot of overhead cost and, and it's just not substantial. So, and then I run into a friend of mine was in the restaurant industry and talk about home inspection. That's how I got in. So, so I got in, I wanted to learn the business because in school, you're going to learn the tech technical stuff, how a roof works, how a, a, how roof structure foundation and all that, but they don't teach you enough to go out in the real world, how the business goes. So the two years I'm just, you know, open my eyes, like, you know, pay attention to every detail and, and hopefully one day I will open up my, my own blood bless you. Um, and I did that, um, and then 2020 opens up. Well, let's say that um, I would still have to supplement my income with restaurants. I was still serving. Okay. So I still remember that day, March 17, 2020. That's when the whole world shut down. Yeah. That's when all the restaurants shut down. So I pretty essentially, I pretty much lost half of my income. Man. So I use that as my fuel and encouragement. I was like, Maybe it's a sign that I need to open up my own place. So I did. I took a leap of faith and and uh, just open up, like planned to open up my own uh, inspection company. So from March up until October, that was all the planning. Um, you know, getting your, I want to do it right too, you know, um, getting your website, software and all that stuff. Um, I didn't use your Spector at that point yet. Because I want to use the, something that I'm familiar with, so I use my old old software that mm-hmm. I, I was working with, and um, and and then October that's when I open up my shop. Um, I'm just like everyone, you know. I went through the phase that I only get one or two inspections a whole month. It was pretty upsetting. Uh, kind of will you know will 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 discourage you did I like give you a, a sense of thinking, did I make the right choice? Right. You know, I'm sure everybody, everybody go through that. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm just going to hang in there. Um, just kind of, you know, do my marketing. But at that time, marketing was hard. Like everybody, I uh, listen to podcasts or go online and do research. Everybody's like, oh, you got to do the open house. You got to go meet client, just put yourself out there. But Nobody in the office yeah, the whole good. entire year, yeah. yeah. There's a whole entire year. There's nobody in the office. So social media media was the one. I'm just following a bunch of realtors, liking their posts. You know, just say congratulations. You close because because the real estate market never stopped during COVID. Right. People are still buying houses, and a matter of fact, I think they excel during the COVID year because people are living in a 2,000 square foot house all of a sudden they need more space they need office they need the kids for you know zoom class for their school and i remember but pre-covid is all the houses that i inspect is right around like maybe 2500 square foot nothing crazy but once the covet happened all the houses that i inspected is like four five six thousand <laughs> square foot yeah and it was like massive <laughs> it was massive and they building houses with basement and all that. So um, so the real estate market never really stopped. Um and I enjoyed it too, because there's no car on the road. Clients not allowed to come to the inspection.
0: Easy. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It was, it was pretty quiet and chill. Um, um, that's, that's how I, that's what the whole story about the whole COVID year and stuff. So
0: I want to talk about, yeah, that March through October. um, And when you said Mm -hmm. social media, so are you talking Facebook, Instagram? Like what was, Mm -hmm. what was that process like in terms of your mindset? Because I think social media is underrated to, you know, some inspectors are scared of it and some Mm -hmm. are, some don't know even what to do. And so Mm -hmm. like, did you have familiarity already of how to connect with people through social um, versus in person? How did you, yeah. How did you think to do that? So like social media, like you can easily
1: follow because most of the realtor, they have their own page, right? Yep. And they always post something like, oh, I'm just going under contract or today is the closing day and stuff like that. I'm never really a hard salesman. I never really say anything about when I leave a comment on their post. I never say, uh, oh, can I help you do your home inspection? I never say stuff like that. I just drop in. I just continue to do that. Say congratulations. That's all I say. Um. Um. I. I won't try to hard sell myself. Uh. But if they come and ask me a question like, "Do you do a home inspection?" I said, like, "Yes, I can definitely help you out next time." Um. But if if they don't ask, I'll just drop in and just leave a message because the reason why they, they post it because they want exposures, yeah. and that's what I'm giving them. Um. And it worked out. You know, it might not worked out for every agent, but I did definitely meet a lot of agents through social media, and one of the biggest one that was the following year in August, and I met a group and uh i am i speak fluent chinese and um there are only two chinese speaking inspector in the state of or maybe three in the state of north carolina mm-hmm. uh in our city there's only two so but in our area there were a lot of chinese in- investors, and uh-huh. they felt very Felt like home that if there's an inspector right. that speak Chinese, that speak their language. And I connected with this group of um uh Chinese realtors, um, they definitely helped me big time. From August of 2021 to December, I did over a hundred inspections for them. Um, that was actually took off my business. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I start hiring um staff because I was like I can't tell them I'm gonna lose them if I tell them that hey uh I'm booked out the next two weeks. <laughs> sure. Um that's what the business take me. To be honest, if you if you if I have a choice, I would rather be a solo inspector. I enjoy that that no staff, <laughs> yeah. no employee, but the business took me there. Um and I don't want to slow down my company growth because of myself. So that's when I start hiring.
0: That's great. So I have one more question on social media. Then I want to talk about the hiring sure. and the growth. Um, how long did it take from when you started commenting following to kind of actually getting a job from it? Like what, did you have to be patient for mo- like three months, six months?
1: Yeah, I would say like, yeah, definitely be patient. Um, um, you will get feedback. You know, I will be the first one comment. I will be the first one liking the post. Um, you just have to keep at it. My phone's on my, on my hands at all time. Yeah. Um, it worked it worked and then especially tiktok too the exposure on tiktoks it's crazy like i would just simply saying the gfci outlet not working and i post and i see there were a thousand people watched it in the in three four days no kidding i mean I, you don't yeah you don't know who they are but the exposures it's it's is there um social media does work and Believe it or not i have until now I have not walked into a real estate office um uh, I have done some lunch and learn mm-hmm. but uh but those are the agents that I already know, but I have not stepped foot in a realist real estate uh office to say just randomly pop in and say hi it just i don't know i did, <laughs> I'm not you, saying it. <laughs>
0: Did you think you would have to do that when you started <laughs> in the business? Were you kind of were you surprised basically by social kind of having that effect?
1: Well, when I started it, there was no way to well, go to the office. Yeah, you couldn't, I you guess. Couldn't. There was nobody yeah. there. There was nobody there, nobody in the office. So you and had to get social, yeah. Yeah, you had, I mean, that's the only way. Um, and then to schedule someone to go to a coffee shop, you know, the, it's they, they don't have the time. They rather spend the time. On meeting clients, new buyer, new seller, yeah, um, and it was hard. It was hard. You can't get someone scheduled to come out and do a do a Starbucks meeting. Um, social media was almost pretty much my only way, yeah. Um, and and that was yeah, that was
0: it. So, about how many inspections were you doing a month when you decided I gotta hire someone because <laughs> you were getting so busy?
1: When I hit that forty a month that's when that's when I say I think I need to I need to hire someone you know um you want to you want to keep up with the customer service and and you know I I don't I never really look at the one inspection I do for them I'm looking for the five afterward so if you're not doing well for just one you're gonna lose the five inspections down the road sure um and and you have to do it. You have to do it right. That's how I attract them. Um. So, so when I did 40, and that's a lot. I mean, we're talking
0: about 10 a week. Talking about hiring, was it hard to mm. find help at that time? Like, what was your process for finding your first hire? Because that's always tough. There's a lot of solos listening that I think want to hire. A lot of them can't let go of the reins. They can't find good talent. Like, did you have any issues with either of those? Or was it? pretty seamless
1: it was it was definitely not something that you know easy to find like you know we are you need to find someone that is licensed um i like the newly licensed uh home inspector so i can teach him the way that how i do uh i I would rather have those plain, like you know just plain sheets of paper you can teach him the way that you want him to do because every inspector how they inspect is different, what they want to put it on the report. Essentially our report is a product. And, and, you know, I like to start from scratch. Um, And um, I post it on LinkedIn, post it on Facebook. Um, I had a lot of inquiry, but you know, I wouldn't say like, you know, interview probably about 10 people Mm -hmm. before I found my first one. And we do um, kind of ride along and just kind of get a feel of if we could could get along or not so um that was my first hired um it was it was easier than i thought it would be because definitely in my mind i would be like how am i gonna get a home inspector (laughs) it's it's definitely (laughs) yeah it's definitely not like someone you you're just finding a server in a restaurant or finding a bartender in a restaurant right um so but luckily that i found someone he's still with us uh, all my original staff still with us so
0: That's great. That's great. So let's talk a little about customer service and kind of like what it means to you and your business, because that is one aspect I hear a lot of inspectors say they worry about is if I hire someone, they're not going to have the same level of service or treat the client the way I do, because it's my business. Can you talk a little how you view customer service, the customer experience in your business?
1: I think I showed them how I treat my customer and and over time, they're going to learn, okay, from me that mm-hmm. we're going to say the same thing uh how are we going to go through that summary walkthrough or the or the uh um the pre uh, before you start the inspection they call them the driveway talk yeah and, and stuff like that they i mean like it's not the training process is it's not a two weeks i mean i would say like my first guy he's not on his own until after six months of hire I mean, I, I I do I do higher, uh, hold a little bit higher standard, so yeah. so they a lot of thing a lot of people think I am might be like a little micromanage for a little bit, but you know it's only the beginning, and once they get that established, like you know um, um having that muscle memory, they they will automatically doing uh doing the way that I I normally would do. I think like just put yourself out there, do the same thing, ask them to do, you know, what, what, like, let them see how you treat your, your client. That will be, um, that will be the way that, you know, teaching them. So.
0: Do you find your driveway speech before and after is kind of uh, critical for that client experience, like setting the table? Like, how did you, how did you create that?
1: Well, to be honest, I think like, like I said, like I work with a lot of Chinese investor so they don't never come to the inspection. So my driveway speech is, I don't do a lot of the driveway speech. And a lot of my agent that they will suggest the client to come towards the end. We do more on the summary walkthrough cool. than the driveway speech. Um, um, I wanna say like probably 5% of our inspections, client will show up at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll do them, but um, but we hardly ever do much of a driveway speech. But the summary we walk through, yeah, we do them. Um, we I, I told my staff that we don't, you don't have to go through the whole entire report, tell them like 20, 30 things that we, we found, just pick five, some more important, and then uh um, and then they will see the report right away. Um, especially with Spectora too, like we we pretty much finish the report by the by the time we get out of the door walk really? out of the door. Nice. That was really a good, good feature. We set up a good template. Um, we probably spent about five minutes to put the location of where we talk about where the, where the defects are. Then that's pretty much it. Uh, we can send out the report, you know, the day that for sure the day off. Um, But yeah, most of the time we send them out as we walk out of the door.
0: That's amazing. Get in the car. That's amazing because some of our industry still doesn't do that or believe it's possible and so did you have to work towards that um when you went out on your own or did you always kind of just start off with saying hey i'm gonna get i'm gonna knock most of this out at the house because one you probably want a quality of life and two you want to be able to scale uh and be efficient but like how did you get yeah. it on site yeah my previous
1: uh uh inspection software i i could i want to do it but I couldn't Mm-hmm. I couldn't like there's no way I can do everything on site. I I still like I still they, ha- they have a mobile version of the of the app to mm-hmm. to write the report, but I still have to spend at least 30, 30 minutes minimal to uh fix the pictures and all that stuff on a desktop. Uh there's no way I can I can do it like finish on site. So that's when I but that's when I found you guys and I try it out for the first five and I was like, man, this is game changing. <laughs> and yeah. I, 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 cause I, I had no life. Like I would do two inspections when I did 40 inspections on that month and I will spend three hours on site and then go home and do another two, three hours of fixing the report before I send them out and then wake up the next morning. I had to do it all over again. And and it was stressful. I mean, the whole reason why that I'm switching career because I want to spend more time with family. Right. And at that time I wasn't. So I was like, that's gotta be something better out there that I can do em. And that's when I when I switch over to you guys. Um, it was great. I call them a life-changing moment. <laughs> that's sure. awesome.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. And, and at the right yeah. time too, where inspections were taking off, you were hiring um mm-hmm. things are firing on all cylinders so that that's amazing to hear yeah so let's t- you mentioned in in the notes to to chat about like ai chat bots like are you leveraging any of that in your business or are you thinking about it like how are you thinking about kind of this next generation of tools
1: yeah i i, I think i think that's the next phase i'm still learning about it mm-hmm. um that's is something that i definitely want to get into i can see the benefit of Writing emails, doing marketing, like telemarketing. Uh, especially, you guys have the new, new, um, uh, um, uh, new feature—the mass email. Sure. Um, incorporate that with you know the AI jet, 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 jet GTP and stuff like that. Um, and and writing like you know monthly blog or you know uh, a newsletter and stuff like that. So I definitely want to look into it. Um, that was my next, next thing. Um, it's there. I mean, even though people say bad thing about it, you are just going to have to adopt and, and, and use that and, and see the advantage of it instead of seeing the bad part of it. A lot, I know a lot of inspector was worried about, oh, the AI is going to take over the industry. No, I mean, I don't think it will ever, you still need a human being be on site and, and see things robot i don't see that robot going to take over take over the whole inspection industry so
0: yeah anytime soon yeah i'm of the mindset it's going to magnify and make every inspector more productive and companies Mm -hmm. maybe can do twice as many inspections with the same amount of staff because they're automating other things and so yeah so i think we're at the beginning innings um we're obviously cautiously optimistic we're just kind of seeing we're letting the dust settle because obviously mm-hmm. every company ran out and built in some function just to say they use AI, but like we're gonna wait yeah. um, and see and make sure it's useful for you guys before we- yeah I it. mean like <laughs> like the
1: repair pricer was Christian Adams. I know like you interview him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I use repair pricer for about a year now, and my clients enjoyed it that, those are those are AI technology and they estimate your whole entire report. Some of my clients loves it. And they will they will order it from us after the inspection. If they see the report, there are a lot of issues going on that they want to know how much to um, to uh, how much to co- uh, how much is it cost sure. to fix all those issues? At least from a negotiation standpoint uh, during the real estate transaction is very helpful. And those yeah. are AI technology, and I, I I love this so much. So
0: yeah, we'll get there. Um, our industry will <laughs> you know will find ways to leverage it. Yep. Um, one thing. I want to jump back to, I don't want to gloss over it because it's, it, it, I want to talk about what entrepreneurship means to you. And, you know, before we jumped on, you talked about like, dude, the American dream, like starting your own business, you know, we're both business owners. Um, You know, my mom immigrant came over here from the Philippines. And so I know it means a lot to a lot of people out there. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to to hear a little more about your journey. And was it something you kind of dreamed of growing up owning your own business Um, in America? And just like riff on that for a second, because I know it's something special. And Uh, yeah yeah i mean like i i
1: i always like to to be the boss and i remember my dad when i was young age like you do you rather be a boss or you always work for someone i was like that's right (laughs) you want to be your own boss but when you're being your own boss now i learned is it's not always it feel good it definitely had that feel good moment but when you're your own boss and you have staff you have more responsibility sure uh you have to learn you know just simple as like how to file taxes and and you know check your miles and stuff like that. Um, I'm still learning. I'm I'm sure like you know entrepreneurship is is one thing that I'm constantly learning new things. Um, but it, it's definitely feel great. It's being your own boss and and uh, but at the same time there is responsibility responsibility that you have to take on a lot more. Um, in the future, I don't know. I'm just gonna take it a step at a time. But I know always that I want the the business growth, you want to make sure what you're doing, you're doing great before you move on to the next things. Mm. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. And um, you don't you don't want to learn how to run before you you know how to walk. Um, So now it's I'm doing baby step and, and learning new thing, always constantly think about, how can I improve my customer service? What kind of service that I want to add on and that will benefit uh, the home buying process or home selling process? Um, um, and right now, I think like ancillary services is the key. You know, you're doing a home inspection. I always compare. I did talk to Stefan about it. I compare that to a restaurant. You go into a restaurant. Do you rather go into a, like a burger joint that don't serve fries and, and drinks? You can't you can't just do home inspection you have to do radon you have to do termite inspections you have to do septic's and you have to do all these other ancillary that they are part of the the um, the home buying process those are information that they need to know um so i'm working towards that i think i'm kind of maxed out i just add a sewer scope um oh, great uh to the to the uh to the to our portfolio and but I'll do like, you know water testing and all that stuff. those are those are essential,
0: I feel like so, yeah that's great to hear. yeah. And I'm definitely hearing and seeing that as a trend is like if volume is pulling back a little, add on to those services. so then when volume ticks up even a little, your average inspection mm-hmm. price might be a hundred dollars more on average. Yeah. and that's how you can scale. um, yeah, I'm curious if you're thinking of the business this way of like, how in the field are you versus kind of in the office working on the business versus working in it? You know, that saying of like, work on the business, not in it. Are you still doing a ton of inspections? Um, Do you want to be out of the field to work on growth and meeting agents, doing more social media? How do you think about that as you keep growing?
1: So I think right now I'm still doing both. I'm, I'm doing marketing, (laughs) everything. I'm doing (laughs) inspections because like, you know, I'm the face of, Essentially I'm the face of the company and people want to use you because of you. Right. Um, but I'm starting learn like I'm start in like introduce my team to mm. uh, all my previous client. So when I say when they ask like do you have time for this and today to do the home inspection, I always say we and we I. <laughs> we do,
0: yep.
1: We do, yep. I always say like, introduce like as a team. Uh, we do a lot of home inspection as a team. Like we did one this morning with all three of us on site. We'll finish that oh, wow. inspection. Yep. Um, um, the, the next gen was, was great. And we, we can, we can see what each other doing. Mm. And uh, one of us will do the roof. One of us will do the exterior, the other guy doing the garage. And then we'll just go inside and tackle. We can, we can finish a home inspection for three, 4,000 square foot house and, hour and a half with three of us on site.
0: Well, that's great. That's probably sounds so, good to agents too. When you tell them like, Hey, you're mm-hmm. getting, multi- you're getting our whole team. Like, yeah.
1: And, uh, and I kind of use that, you know, if the, the, the client does show up, cause you're going to have one of those clients that want to be there the full whole, whole entire three hours. Yeah. So we have three of us on site and they might kind of distract you and stuff. So one of us will be the one that doing, keep them entertained. The other two actually doing home inspection um, so that's like a little trick that i have and i love like you know team team inspections because we 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 can be like kind of boring going to by yourself in the house sure. empty house by yourself and it's for safety for safety reason too so a lot of uh home inspector get accident fall off the roof or fall off the stool uh the, the ladder True. if you're just by yourself it could be pretty dangerous like we we're touching a lot of thing that can hurt you really bad. Electrical panel, uh, it's another thing. So having like two or three inspector kind of look look like look out for each other. Um, I
0: feel better about it. <laughs> That's great. Do you guys designate who the inspector is that entertains the client or do you use wait to see how it plays out?
1: Yeah, just wait to see how it plays <laughs> out. If the client talks to one of us more, the other two <laughs> automatically just start working. Yeah, And, and, you know, that's a part of the customer service and, and you can't stop them from coming into, to the home, uh, uh, coming into the home inspection
0: Sure.
1: because they spending half a million dollar buying a house and, and you gotta let them come in and see the house and, and, and see what you're doing and stuff like that. And, uh, you can't say no to them. I can't, at least I can't. I mean, yeah. I felt, I felt like it's, if they want to come, they're more than welcome to come. So
0: and I think too, it's, um, it's an, I think I love when inspectors view it as an opportunity to connect with them, to answer questions and educate them. Because then when you, when you ask for a Google review afterwards, they're going to be like, oh man, Michael took the time to answer all my questions. He was yep. patient. I felt like he educated me. Yeah. That's where I want the home inspector job to continue to grow and say like, we're educating mm-hmm. them, we're helping them. Um, yeah. You answer their questions. Um, I like that yeah. a lot.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something that I say. I said, don't view a home inspection as a report as pass and fail. See that as a, a information for home maintenance. Because mm. you're buying a house, if you man- you don't maintain a house, the house is going to go to crap. And you have to learn how to maintain the house as well, too. However you think work, what is that? What is this? You know, um, a lot of people still don't know the little dome on the, on the wall. Like, they will ask, what are they? They're just clean outs a cover for the cleanup for the for plumbing <laughs> right like, nobody really know it and and they will ask this and we're like hey this is that's what it is have you seen one of those like doorbell transformer all clients always ask what is that thing <laughs> <It> was like <laughs> it's, a trans- it's just a transformer for your doorbell nothing to worry about yeah you know that kind of thing so they need to know what everything is i'm maintaining a house owning a house um maintaining a house is part of owning a house i feel like
0: oh 100 like and i and i think the, the the more this is coming up more and more where inspectors talk about well they ask me how i'm going to maintain my furnace or my ac unit or this or that and some inspectors are starting to think about either maintenance inspections down the road or introducing the clients to contractors that can help them down the road yeah do you view the relationship going further than the inspection and how do you see that like playing out in the future? Like, do you have clients that still hit you up six months later, nine months later? Yeah. What, what are they asking? Yeah.
1: They, they're a year. They will ask, like, they will take pictures and ask me what is this? And they never really saying like, Oh, why did you not point it out? in the inspection? they understand, you know, house can change. Sure. Uh, but yeah, they, I still get emails. I give still get text message um asking me questions about home or just simply ask me because we do have a lot of people that moving from out of town. Mm-hmm. They they buy in a house, they they probably own I'm the 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 person that talked to them the most. Yeah. The, the, the realtors <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I I'm always open arm. You know, they can contact me anytime and I'm happy to help and anything, you know, you can ask me like, hey, what do you go eat? or what are you what is the best stone and so restaurants and I, I would still I just keep in that relationship. Um definitely the maintenance inspection I, I'm trying to get into. Um it's harder it's harder gauge like uh someone spent four or five hundred dollars just for us to come out and look at the house. Um I'm working on those. I have a couple of ideas. Um um but that's that's one one area that I kind of want to tackle and I don't want that I don't want to come, like I think the inspection industry it's very relying on the real estate mm. uh industry and I kind of want to have something that we, it's not it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be I think everyone should know the condition of the house maybe every other year or every year minimum so uh I'm working on that the maintenance inspection part
0: I like that I like that I like mm-hmm. hearing that because I agree with you in that we can't as an industry just live and die by real estate volumes i think and everyone's going to say oh we've tried to do this for 20 years i don't know if we've tried to do it well as an industry in terms of positioning exactly why you're coming back out and mm-hmm. what you're helping the client with and and telling a good story around it i think just offering it is not going to work and just saying oh do you want a maintenance inspection everyone's going to be like no yeah but like painting that picture of what it means because me as a homeowner every year, I have some feeling on my neck that tells me I need to be getting some things checked out. Mm -hmm. But then I have to go Google every single type of contractor and it feels like a hassle and then I don't do it. Whereas like if I could contact one person to kind of be the point person, I don't know. I think that idea has some legs, but we haven't really explored it as an industry.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, I think like once it get down, like people know, we actually do those things. They have to know that we can do those maintenance inspection because right now, nobody really know. They just think that like, oh, I'm buying a house. I need a home inspection. Right. And that's it. But they're never thinking about like, oh, doing an inspection, having someone to come out and tell you, you know, uh, uh your condition of the house. It's also as important. So um I'm working on that. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I'm, always driving around. That's one thing that I always circle in my mind. How can I crack into that business or how do I crack into that market? So,
0: well, let's chat more. I have some ideas, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of utilizing advanced and, you know, like at 11 months, it's like, Mm -hmm. what are your, what are you sending clients and what kind of value can you provide again Mm -hmm. a year later? I love trying to solve that problem. Yep. Absolutely. And to me, even if it is just introducing them to a couple HVAC companies or a couple plumbing companies to say like, hey, I know you're busy, did a little research for you. Here's some top rated ones, mm-hmm. obviously without, you know, you you disclaim yourself from liability, but mm-hmm. that's helpful. And so I'm just thinking of ways yeah. the home inspectors can be more helpful because some are scared to offer more value. And I don't understand that, that mentality.
1: Yeah, whatever helped them, right? I mean, yeah, you have to, yeah, whatever you think like it'll help the the buyers. Obviously, it's not for all buyers or all right. of your clients, but you know, at least have that option for them to choose. I like the idea of like recommend contractor on the Spector. It was great, and you can just directly send you know the report or the section of the report to the contractor, give them a quote, and save save them a lot of time.
0: Yeah, I think it's a helpful service mm-hmm. if people want it. And I think that's that's what we're all about is like, hey, let's yeah. try let's try things out and see if they're helpful. I'm not going to yeah. force people to do anything. Um and I think yeah. that's the way the industry is going. Um yeah. because there's yeah. so much money that gets spent after the home inspection and I want inspectors to benefit from that and kind of wrap their heads around mm-hmm. that mentality more cuz uh yeah. it can for help sure. our industry grow. Yeah, for sure. Agents don't always like giving contractors either. I learned this. um, I was talking to another big company the other day and they were like, dude, our agents don't like having to maintain contractor lists. Sometimes, sometimes they're okay. You have recommendations.
1: There are a lot of contractors. They like no show. And, and there, I don't know why. I mean, like, like they, they would say like, they come in here at a certain time, but they never show up. Kind of make them look bad. So kind of, kind of turn them down like turn them away for recommending people right um i i'm kind of same way too i only recommend people that i personally use or i i know for the fact that they are good for they're like uh they're 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 good for it they will show up on time and and do a good job about it so um i'm trying to like build up that list
0: for sure (laughs) cool very cool um well all right michael this has been great, man. Um anything yeah. else we did anything else we didn't cover? Any what anything else that excites you about kind of where the industry's going or your business as it's growing?
1: I, I thought of a way that like, I I'm to go back to how I started it. So I did use another different way besides social media to kind of attract people. Mm. I have something called a pre-offer inspections, kind of like a walk and talk. Oh. But but with Spector, I was able to provide the report on the driveway right there and then. It attracted a lot of people because, like, back in twenty twenty one, the due diligence fee was so high. Right, they were like, I think at one point, the du- like someone had told me that the due diligence check was one hundred twenty thousand dollar. Like going in blindly, not wow. knowing, not knowing if this house had any foundation issues. Right. So I come up with a, like a pre-offer inspection only. And on my contract is I, I, this is a certain thing. I only check, check the structure. I check your roof. I check your exterior. I don't run plumbing. I don't check your electrical, you know, but I just want you to have some basic condition. Obviously if I go into a crawl space and something is leaking, I'll, I'll put that on a report and let you know about it. <laughs> but you know, it's like an hour, inspection so it attracted a lot of agent and and I I found myself meeting a lot of agents that way um because once I told them that I do this kind of thing I can save your clients like a lot of due diligence money if the house is terrible right. uh, I did one last week and I did one last week that I did a, a pre-offer and the listing agent only tell them that yeah we did some four joys repair underneath the house nothing to it that's what that was the disclosure um so they hire us to go out there and look half of the house were eaten by termite wow and um and then they end up not going with the house um so so i think in our industry like in state of north carolina due diligence is it's a non-refundable and mm-hmm. um the way that it's set up it's it it was it was set to to protect the seller before when it was a seller uh when it's a buyer's market. Right. But once it's turned, it does not protect the 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 buyer anymore. Right. Um I have a lot of you know uh uh disappointed you know buyer that they got under contract would come out would tell them hey you might have some issues with the foundation or you have you know some major issues on your siding or your roof is like about to go out that kind of thing. So at least they have those information, like a major stuff before they submit to the check. Or they can use that to strategize. If the house checks out everything okay, nothing major, they can strategize it and go go more aggressive on on offering uh to, to get the house. Sure. Um and and it was very attractive. And it was it was another way that I meet Agent as well too. Um, I have met a lot of agents, and then still using me until now because I offered that
0: kind of service. I like hearing that success story because a lot of inspectors were scared to offer that because they they feared if they offered the walk and talk that people would take their lower price service and never do the full inspection. What did did you see any of that, or was it was it mostly just a benefit because they would they were either going to do nothing. So you'd rather than, but that's,
1: that's, we're going back to the point. It's like, you don't see that day, how much you make, you have to see how much you make down the road,
0: uh,
1: you the know, like yeah. the relationship, it's the key. It's all about relationship, how you build a relationship with them. And, and, you know, those pre offers not, it's not, it doesn't work out all the time. I mean, when the house is like going on the market, and go on a contract within 48 hours, it's really hard. I told my, you know, I set my expectation with clients and agent that I might not be able to do it. But, you know, um, if I can, I'll try the best I can. I go out on Saturday, I go on Sunday, Um, you know, I work late to do those pre-offer. They would call me the morning before, I mean, the morning of the day to do the pre-offer inspection. I'll go out like two hours later. (laughs) <laughs> or three hours later, and do those. I mean, like you have to be there for them. Uh, those are the re- relationship. Those are the, the 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 thing, the gesture that you do. The agent don't forget. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, once you you get on their side, you're getting those business down the road. Those are infinite, like infinite possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I don't charge them a full price. But you can't just see the small picture. You got to
0: see the big picture. I love that. I love that. Thinking long-term, build relationships, mm-hmm. and just saying yes and, and being there for people. Like you said, they yeah. remember it, man. And that you know, yeah. they because they, then they meet you, they get to talk to you, and then they're like, you know what? I like him. He's my yeah, He's my guy. He's of my course.
1: Guy. Yep. Absolutely. So awesome. um, that was one way. Yeah, that's one way that I get into the market as well. Kind of make me more, uh, um, put your name out there, more exposure um more people know like oh michael do pre offer and they will tell their colleagues the colleagues will tell their colleagues beautiful it's,
0: yeah beautiful sure. word of mouth <laughs> um well where can people find you on social media um to check out what you're doing there connect yeah um it's
1: npl home inspections um that's site like instagram uh our website is www.nplhomeinspections.com um, uh, my email is Michael at NPL home inspections.com. Um, uh, my phone number is 919
0: Dangerous. Giving your phone number out. That's no. Pe- inspectors. You got to put yourself out there. You've got you to yeah. yeah, yeah, put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself out there. You mentioned this earlier in the episode that sometimes, you know, it, it is lonely or boring. And like, I think inspectors love connecting with people that are on the podcast. And so I'm sure you'll get a mm-hmm. few texts and calls, but, um, to me, it's great networking, you know, people that are thinking yeah. bigger and trying to do better things. They should get to know yeah. each other. So I encourage anyone um, to reach out and connect. Yeah, you got to learn from each other. Um, I, I learned from a lot of other home inspectors.
1: We have a group on Signal uh, locally. We uh, we text each other all the time. Oh, cool. We we'll send pictures. Yeah, we we'll send pictures. And, and everybody just kind of learn uh, uh, from each other and get better as a whole in the industry. Uh, I think it's very important um, for sure. Love that.
0: Michael, I appreciate the time, brother. This is great. Thank you, man. Um, Thank you. I'll link to everything you just mentioned in the description um, for anyone that's watching on YouTube or listening and wants to click through. Um, But man, continued success. Hope you have a great holiday season to end the year. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. We'll catch up soon on on some of those actions to talk about upsells. Absolutely. I I love talking about that stuff.
1: Absolutely. All right. You take care, Kevin.
0: All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having
1: me. Bye bye.